Patrick and Ruth Schwenk, and we are so thrilled you are listening in with us here at Root Like Faith. This is a place for us to gather together weekly to learn, think, listen, discuss, and grow. And it's our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. We can't wait to share today's episode with you. So let's go. On today's episode of Root Like Faith, we are talking about spiritual growth and the three things that hold us back from that spiritual growth. You know, spiritual growth is somewhat of, well, I think of it like a Christianese term we hear as Christ followers, something Honestly, we can get used to hearing year after year, um, our whole life following Christ without even realizing that it's a battle that we're in for this spiritual growth. So I'm excited to talk today with my co-host and husband, Pat. Hi, honey. Hello. <laughs> Whatever. Remember, you can call him Pat or Patrick. <laughs> I, I think I've honey been called everything. Right. Honey might be a little weird. So, but in our last episode, we talked about spiritual disciplines in and of themselves don't change us. They are a means to change. And I love that reminder that no matter what we do, it's ultimately God who changes us. So today we're going to take it even further and we're going to talk about the barriers that we face when it comes to spiritual growth. So again, we've talked about change. We've talked about growth and transformation. Um, but let's get real honest here. Why why don't we see more people who look like Jesus then? <laughs> <laughs> it is a little discouraging sometimes, isn't it? Uh, or why don't yeah? Or, why don't we ourselves yeah, look more exactly. like Jesus? Right. You know, it's funny because we've talked so much already just in the first couple episodes about growth and change and transformation. All of that sounds fantastic. Uh, it right. sounds good. It sounds rosy, and and, yeah. and yet we we have to. Uh, to be fair, we have to come back again to, this, the, to the biblical narrative, to the Bible, and go, well, wait a minute. If that's what it is, why don't we see the fruit of that more? And I think a really important piece for understanding growth or transformation, you know, whatever word you want to use, is that growth comes with a battle. Mm. Um, it, it's warfare. And mm. I think you see this at the very beginning of the Bible. We, we've talked, you know, I know in the, in the opening episodes about Genesis 1, Genesis 2, and that story of creation. You know, God creating us to, to live life with him and, you know, to walk with him and to know him. And, of course, we, we see the, the fallout when, when those two first human beings, Adam and Eve, uh, decide that they want to be God. They know better than, than God right. does. And so they, they set out to find life and freedom and joy apart from God. And that right. goes terribly wrong. Right. And, of course, they are they're led astray by a spiritual enemy. Um, and so I think you see in the opening chapters that this thing that we call spiritual growth, uh, this thing that we saw we, we you know call living with God mm. and, and walking with him really doesn't happen in a vacuum. It doesn't happen on a retreat. It, it happens in the middle of a battle well, and there are forces that are working yeah, against us. Yeah, and I think about when you're t- when you're talking about Adam and Eve and you know them wanting their own freedom, I'm thinking, "Oh my word, that is 
us, right? I mean, that <laughs> their story that's is our story. exactly as human beings, we are in this battle really a lot of times against our own flesh. And it, it reminds me um, when I was uh, in high school and I first started following Christ, some, uh, I had a friend of mine invite me to youth group, which I'm, I'm always like the biggest cheerleader for people. Please just invite your friends <laughs> to church, to anything, because it changed my life and I met Christ. And I remember though the real battle I can I mean I vividly remember the real battle that happened after that because I was you know fighting to follow Christ and I there was a time so I was going to church and all that and then I kind of I stopped going as much and I remember um my youth pastor at the time sent a note home with a friend and all it had on it was um, the scripture, John three thirty. Mm. he must become greater. I must become less. And that, oh, wow, that really uh, touched me. It changed me because I realized that I was, I was honestly going my own way. It was all about me and no longer about Christ. And that's when you're talking about Adam and Eve wanting their own freedom and thinking they knew better, that was me. And honestly, that's still me at certain points in my life. Um, But I think we can all identify with that. Yeah, that's so good. I, I love that. You know, I think, you know, when you look at the scriptures, um, you, you you recognize that many times when you start pursuing Christ, when you start wanting to change, when you when you you know start wanting to maybe deepen your faith, mm-hmm. whatever language you, you want to use there, when you get more serious about living mm-hmm. for God, um, the battle becomes even more intense. Right. Um, you, it's like you get a target on your back. And so if you're experiencing difficulty or trouble or maybe spiritual attacks, um, that's the norm in the Christian right. life. And so I think that, that you see that in, in a variety of ways, a, vi- a variety of places in the Bible. Um, but it is true. I, th- I think one of the reasons we don't see growth happen as often or maybe as quickly is because um, growth comes with a battle. And I, I think it's mm. important for us to know, you know, where in the Bible, what in the Bible um, are those things that, that come against us? Right. So, so let's talk about those barriers specifically because I want us all, well, you know, I know you like points. You're always, you know, point one, two, and three, but I actually really like them too. They really help me sort all the information out. So let's talk about those specific barriers. So somebody can, can hear this and walk away feeling like they know, um, they know where they need to go from here. I'm a big fan of, of points. I you know, know that. Honey, and I, those I know. that, those that have sat under my preaching for a number of years, they make fun of me about that, but I remind them <laughs> That when God spoke to Moses on the mountain, he gave him a list, right? He well, gave that's him ten, true. Ten rule, you know. So anyway, uh, I, I digress. But yeah, I think you know. Just I, I think it's helpful to remember as we're thinking about pursuing Jesus and growing in our relationship. You know, being with Him, becoming more and more like Him. That the New Testament, in particular, describes three barriers to growth. Mm. You know, three challenges, if you will, uh, in this battle uh, of following God in a fallen, broken world. Um, and let me just read the three of them, and then we can come back and, and talk about each yeah. each of them uh, briefly. But you know, the first one would be the world. Mm. Um, the second one is our own flesh, and you mm. kind of talked about that. And the third one is is Satan or the devil. Mm. Uh, you know, this spiritual adversary. And so those are the three. Those are primarily the three things that really war against us. Yeah. 
um, the three barriers that we all face that, that have a way of, of slowing down or getting in the way or, or sometimes uh, destroying, um, mm. you know, somebody's faith, right. shipwrecking our faith is what the New Testament calls it. And so maybe we can talk about um, each of those really briefly, sure. but those are the three barriers I would say that the New Testament most clearly identifies in this battle. Okay, so let's start with the first one then. Yeah, so th- so the world, I you know, I want to point out First John chapter two verses fifteen through seventeen because I think this is such a great description of of what this means. So John, when he was writing to that church, he says, "Do not love the world." or anything in the world. So he gives a command, do not love the world. And, and here mm. John is not talking about, you know, the, the cosmos in the sense that, you know, we, we think of the world, um, you know, creation. He's talking about a particular mindset, mm. um, certain values that are characteristic of this age, the culture that we're living in. And so John says, do not love the world or anything in the world. Um, if anyone loves the world, uh, the love of the Father is not in them. And so he's actually saying that, that a love for the world and, the, and our culture's values squeeze out the love of the Father. The, um, and this, this it, it, was me. It quenches me. the love of God. And this was me. What, what I, when I was sharing that about um, my experience in high school when I had first started following Christ, I, that's the biggest thing I was wrestling with because yeah. I had just started following Christ and I had all these friends that were, you know, doing things maybe I should not be doing anymore. And, you know, so this was that there was a real battle going on. Yeah. There. And I think that, you know, that, that battle goes on an entire lifetime. I think we yes, go through different yes. seasons and different circumstances and God is, is purifying us and changing us. And, in you know, one word that, that spiritual writers have used is detachment. He, he's mm. detaching us from from certain things or people or possessions right. uh, that might be worldly. And so, you know, John says, do not love the world. You know, a love for the world and its values can actually uh, squeeze out the love of the Father. And then he goes on, verses 16 and 17, for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Mm. Five times in those three short verses, John uses the word world. Mm. Um, And he's essentially saying the world and all of its values, the things that it stands for are going to pass away, but God's word and God's ways are going to last forever. And Mm. so is the person that is pursuing the things of God. So one barrier that we will face our whole life and in battle against is is cultural values or idols um you know it might be possessions or materialism uh, it might be in our entertainment uh, the things that we watch uh, that are worldly values mm. or worldly things i mean there's all sorts of examples here so our one comf- barrier our comfort our comfort yeah, yeah i mean there's so many things to be in control right um, yep. there's so many examples there but the world is one major barrier that the new testament talks about often now the second one is our flesh, and you already kind of talked about that. And so, in the in the New Testament, you know, um, flesh is not about your skin; it's more about your sin. Just as Ooh, an easy I way. Love and that. Again, I love I, I think <laughs> God speaks in alliteration. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. One helpful way to think about what the New Testament means by our flesh is it's not our skin, but it's our sin, mm, and meaning I that it's that. it's our, our our sinful desires and you know the the tendencies that we might we might have. And I think one key passage of scripture that talks about this battle between living out of our flesh, our, our old sort of fallen sinful desires and the spirit is Galatians chapter five. So in Galatians chapter five, verses 16 through really the end of chapter five, Paul's contrasting these two different ways of life. And so we can either walk by our flesh you know, out of those desires that are fallen mm, and still under mm-hmm. kind of the reign of sin. 
Um, or we can walk in the power of the Spirit. And when we walk by the Spirit, we don't gratify the, the sinful desires of the flesh, Paul is saying. Right. Um, now, number three, really quickly, and we've kind of talked about that already. Um, you look like you want to say something. I do. I want to say something because I think when I think about the flesh, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but I think about our kids. <laughs> but I just I think... hope they never listen to this episode. <laughs> exactly. But all I can, all that keeps coming to mind are like we have these chi- we we have these children and they're small and as they grow it's this constant redirecting it's this constant battle that they're having internally with their flesh they want to do the wrong thing and you have to keep pointing them to the right thing yeah. i mean that is really and it really never stops it we we learn to do the right thing and and our motives change as well. God changes our hearts and our motives change as well. But we will always be just like, I mean, look at your own kids. We'll always have a little bit of that in us as well. Um, even, and obviously it changes as we grow and, and become closer to Christ. But that's always a part of our story in our life is that we have to keep redirecting ourselves to the right thing because yeah. our flesh wars against us. Yeah, I'm so glad you pointed that out. I mean, I think, you know, biblically, we, when we talk about that idea, that, that doctrine of, of, you know, our fallen nature, our old man, you know, there's different ways of describing that. But our, we, we come into the world not doing naturally what is right, but doing what is wrong. And mm. we have to learn to do what is right. And, and kids are a great example of that. Um, you know, we have to teach them to do what is right. Um, why? Because they have a fallen nature just like we do. Right. And so we live in a culture that really sort of says, no, you, you are what you desire. Mm-hmm. And, and desires are not neutral. I mean, desires are, are God-given. But because of the fall, because of the influence of sin, we actually, our desires are fallen. Right. And so our desires need to come under the reign and the rule of Jesus. He needs to change them and transform them because many of our desires can get perverted. They can get disord- dis- um, distorted. Mm-hmm. And so we have to come back to Jesus and allow him to to change those desires and to grow us so yeah. that our desires really reflect the desires right. of God. So, okay, so we're warring against the world we're warring against our flesh, which is not our skin, but our sin. I love that. <laughs> and then what's the last one? Well, the last one is um, really what we've talked about already, and, and that's what the Bible describes as, as Satan or the devil. And so, you know, we could talk a whole episode about who is Satan and, right. and what does spiritual warfare look like. But in a nutshell, we have a very real spiritual enemy, mm. and um, he wants to dis- distract, he wants to disrupt, and he wants to destroy all of God's work in the mm. world. Mm-hmm. And we see the, um, you know, we see that in, in Genesis chapter three, uh, where he comes to lead Adam and Eve astray, to mm. to sever that relationship between. Uh, them and, and their creator to sever the relationship between one another. I mean, you see the the fallout uh, in that first marriage from sin and the influence of, of the spiritual enemy. Mm. Um, and so there's so much brokenness and hurt that is the result of, of Satan coming and trying to disrupt or distort or destroy the work that God wants to do. Um, you know, one example of that in the New Testament is First Peter chapter five, verses eight and, and nine, where Peter, writing to a different church, says, "Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone mm. to devour. Yeah. Um, resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering." Mm. And so here, Peter, in one example, is just reminding us that this call to follow God and to live for him and to be changed by him 
comes with warfare, and there is a very real spiritual enemy that's trying to slow that down or disrupt that or destroy it altogether. Well, and when I love that he uses the word resist and says resist him, that that insinuates that I mean we there is a battle and we have to um, fight against that. So um, that's so good. So we're gonna we are fighting against the world against our flesh. Um, against Satan. And I think sometimes that all feels really heavy. And, and I, I think as far as, you know, when we battle the barrier um, of Satan, that can be something that feels really overwhelming to people. It is. And, and I think, you know, let me add one more thing really quickly and, mm-hmm. then, and then speak to that. You know, I think it's important to remember, too, that, you know, we all have a family of origin, um, and, and I would include this in the area of our flesh, um, our fallen desire, our nature. Um, you know, we all grew up with a mom and dad, and they grew up with moms and dads. And so there's so much of who we are that gets shaped by our family. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes those things are really good, and sometimes those things are really bad. Um, and so I think part of growth and transformation, too, and in the, in the struggle there with who we are today is the result of maybe dysfunction in the past. Right, because some people, um, it's just a mom or it's just a dad or it's their grandparents or they never knew. You know, it could be anybody who ever raised you. You're growing up And so Yeah, and so a lot influence. of working through then, I think, um, growth and change, and, and in particular, sometimes fallen desires or uh, certain habits or ways of thinking go back to maybe how we were raised or different influences we had mm-hmm. early on. And so I think it's really important for us to remember in this whole conversation that, that that's a part of the barrier, that's part of the battle that we're facing, and that that I would include probably in, in the mm-hmm. flesh, you know, yeah. who we are. We're, we're um, you know, battling um, who we, we uh, have been shaped by yeah, in we many can't ways. Over, we can't yeah. overlook that. That's a yeah. very real part of our story and what makes – our stories so different from one another. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think all of this can be incredibly heavy. It can feel intimidating. And so it's important to remember that what the scriptures also say is that greater is he that is in you than he that is in Mm. the world. And that we have been crucified with Christ and we've been raised to new life. I mean, you know, we come into a relationship with Mm -hmm. God by faith. Um, that, that it's it's the work of God's grace. It's, it's a free mm-hmm. gift that God gives us, and we receive it in faith. And so we turn from sin and turn to Jesus as our Savior, and he begins to change us, and he gives us his spirit. And the work of God changing us and growing us is really his work, and we cooperate with that. But the scriptures say, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And so we don't have to walk through life, even though it's a battle um, it's warfare. We don't have to walk through life spooked mm. or scared. Right. But That's we are really called important. to walk through life with wisdom. Mm, and I love so, that. Um, yep. and God has given us uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Christ is in us um, through the Spirit. And so there is power available to us. He's resurrected us to new life. He's promised that what he started, he's going to bring it to completion. And so there's great power and great hope in that. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And so, you know me, I love the practical side of things because I'm always like, well, how, like we're talking about, this is, this is a lot. And you think, wow, I'm up against the world, my flesh, I'm Satan, like where do I begin? And so I, that's at least where my mind goes. And I want people to walk away feeling like they uh, know how to handle this. Um, And obviously we addressed this a little bit already that greater is he that's within us than that's in the world. And I love that. Um, 
but what there's simple steps and we were talking about this earlier today there's simple steps that we can take as Christ followers to face these barriers um, that are inevitable in our lives and of course when we were talking about them you you boiled it down to three A's <laughs> I feel like this episode we've got three points three but it's a good episode it's a good episode I think it's gonna be our best <laughs> So let's talk about those really quickly so that we can walk away feeling like there's there's a practical side to this. Yeah, and of course these these three aren't everything, but I right, just thought it would right. be helpful to yeah. to identify, you know, three, you know, maybe simple ways that we can, you know, pursue Jesus in light of the the sort of the warfare, the battle that mm. we're in. And uh, fortunately, they, they all started with the letter A, so I we know. just stop and praise God for that right now. <laughs> but anyways, the first one, um, the first A is is active. And all I mean by that is that we, I think one of the most important things we can do is we can continue pursuing Jesus. And we talked mm-hmm. about that in the last episode with being with him in order to be like him and some of those spiritual disciplines. And so that's what I mean by active. I think it's really important to remember that even when we stop fighting sin, sin does not stop fighting us. I love that. And that's really what Peter says, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just think about that. Like, like uh, you know, There's no neutral right in the, in the spiritual right, life. And right. So I, I think that even when we stop pursuing Jesus, even when we stop fighting sin, sin does not stop waging war against our soul. And so the first thing I would say in this battle against these three barriers is to stay active, keep pursuing Jesus, keep being with him, um, and keep opening your heart and your mind to God's love and his truth. Yeah. And I think that a lot of us can identify with, listen, when we are not being active, don't you feel like you're like going down this dark hole? Like when, when you kind of take your foot off the gas pedal, um, you start to yeah. coast, just like driving Absolutely. a car, you know, and, and yep. pretty soon you're not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yep. No, so the second A is alert. Um, mm-hmm. So we want to stay active and we want to stay alert. I, I don't know about um, you. Do you remember when our kids went through that phase where all they wanted to do was scare the living daylights out of us? They <laughs> still do that sometimes. <laughs> Honey, you do that did. to them well, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh, don't try to act like... Vengeance is mine, say the Lord, and I just want to be by the <laughs> Don't Lord's try business. to act like it's just them. <laughs> you do it too. <laughs> I do. But our kids, especially several years ago, went through this phase where it was like every day somebody was jumping out of a closet <laughs> or from under the sink, you know, grab your ankle or out of the bathtub or whatever. I mean, it was just like chaos. <laughs> And so you started to sort of walk through the house with like this sense of like, who's going to jump out? Now, that's not exactly the vision that Peter had in mind when he said, be alert. Um, Again, it's not that we want to walk through life spooked, but we do want to walk through life wisely um, with a a perspective, with an attitude that, hey, we we really do battle against um, uh, rulers and principalities, Mm -hmm. right? That's what what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6. There really is a a spiritual war going on behind our relationship mm-hmm. as husband and wife or my relationship with my son or my daughter or those within my church. And so we need to stay alert to that reality right. that um, we're in a spiritual battle. And so, um, and I think part of that um, too is staying alert to to who we are and the ways that maybe we're tempted, uh, the ways that we mm. are weak. Um, maybe again, going back to, to family of origin, um, and looking at maybe the ways that we were raised and so our bad habits of thinking or relating to others. I think all of that is included in being alert. And then the last one that I would say is be accountable. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that 
is um, don't try to fight this battle alone. And so seek somebody else mm. out, be in a Bible study, be active in your church, but surround yourself with godly people. And I know we're going to mm, talk yeah, about that next episode, in the next episode, the, the importance of community and friendship and accountability yep. in the spiritual life. Yeah. Oh, that is so, so good. I love it. I love it so much. So Listen, we are in this battle. Um, like we mentioned, the bar- the barriers we face are the world, flesh, and Satan. Um, but it doesn't stop there, right? We have such a responsibility in this. We can be active um, and continue to pers- pursue him. And like I said before, don't take your foot off that gas pedal. We can be alert and be wise, um, really turning to him, um, praying through those things that you're struggling with, always turning those um, issues over to him, help asking him to help you. Um, and then being accountable, which like uh, Pat said, we're going to talk about that in the next episode, how important community is. So I loved this conversation. Thank you, honey. Um, you know, we're in a real battle and I think it's really important for us to always remember that. Well, friends, you can follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwank and at Ruth Schwank or on Facebook. And don't forget, everything we talked about is linked in our show notes at rootlikefaith.com backslash podcast. Wow, I loved our time together. So here's the cool thing. And for me, this is what I need. So I'm hoping that you love it as much as I do. We are going to have a key idea every single week, which is the main takeaway, summing up what we've talked about. So today's key idea is very simple, very easy to remember. Growth comes with a battle. We'll also be sure to put that key idea in the show notes, as well as anything else we referenced at rootlikefaith.com backslash podcast. And listen, if you feel alone maybe a little burned out by your community, you don't want to miss our next episode. We are going to be talking about community, friendship, how God views community, and we'll be sharing our foolproof way to have the community you've always dreamed of. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you don't miss it. And as if I don't say it enough already, we are thrilled you are joining us and we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important.